In today's show, we're looking ahead to Wednesday. There are 10 games on, all the injury updates, all the ads, streams, things we're watching for. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, Instagram, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, and Substack, joshlloyd48.substack.com. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Okay. Today, we are looking at Wednesday. There are 10 games on. We're looking ahead. What can we do with streaming? What injury news do we have? All of that sort of stuff. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) The first game is the Hawks and the Magic. No spread or total for this one. A few injuries. Obviously, DeJounte Murray is out. Johnny Collins is out. Um, In good news, Clint Capella is off the injury report after he missed Monday. Bogda Bogdanovic rested Monday, so he's ready to go. Trey Young still on the injury report. Not good. Lower back tightness, questionable. That is obviously something that we want to watch. In Orlando, we know that there's a bunch of those guys out as well. Wendell Carter is out. No real timetable to return, unfortunately. Um, Trimura Keke is out. No timetable to return. John Isaac is out. Of course, there's no timetable for him to return. We don't have an update yet on Jalen Suggs or on Gaz Harris. I'm going to expect that Harris is out this week. Suggs, I think, might be able to come back in one of these games against Boston on the weekend, but I don't know. And that's where we sit with that. For the Hawks, I want to see Bogdan Bogdanovich because his usage and his minutes have been absolutely through the roof. Came back from injury and just went bang, 30 minutes plus in two straight games. That's not true. His first three games were low minutes because they told us there was a restriction and they said, restriction, I've never heard of her and just played him gigantic minutes and he just was running shit. And this team is very different to last season. There's no Herder, there's no Gallinari. Yes, DeJounte Murray came in, but their bench lacks scoring and lacks ball handlers and lacks shooters. And that's all the things that Bogdan is. So I think there is a chance, especially given what we've seen here and the current injuries, that Bogdanovich can play more minutes than he has in the past. It is a little bit of a, a hot streak, but let's see what happens. Also, AJ Griffin, who's had two game winners this season, maybe he's going to win the Clutch Player of the Year award. That's surely what it is, yeah? You've hit two game winners. That's how you win the award. Anyway, he definitely won't be in the conversation for it because it's going to be some absolute bullshit criteria that is just an award I'm going to get annoyed at. I am almost certain of that. So Griffin, um, we want to see what his role looks like here, especially if Trey plays. He's sort of trending down here. That big game against the Bulls, struggled a bit against the Grizzlies. I think he's okay to have. But I wouldn't say that he's in that absolutely must-have sort of a situation. If Trey is out, then yes, I'm a little bit more interested there. The other guys we can look at with more value is someone like a Trent Forrest, if Trey does happen to be out. But the Magic, Markel Fultz, I think has been relatively disappointing. He's had a couple of good games, but he's very up and down. And there is the pressure of Suggs eventually and Anthony on his overall playing time. I'm not sure where he sits in 12-team leagues. Like I said, when these guys all started to come back with Fultz and Anthony and Suggs, I think they're all sort of going to be around a similar area and it's going to be one guy one week and then another guy another week and then another guy another week and you're just going to end up rotating through them without someone being a major hold. So if Fultz can be rostered, Anthony can be rostered, they can both be on waiver wires and I don't think I care. 
Like, I pr- prove something different to me with these these performances, but I think they're just going to be in and out. We also want to watch Mo Bamba because last game he played better than Mo Wagner. And in the previous games, it had been Wagner getting those minutes over Bamba. With Carter remaining out, there is an opportunity for Bamba to put up fantasy numbers. There's an opportunity for Wagner to put up fantasy numbers. But if it's going to, again, be back and forward between these blokes, then it's really hard to look at them as must-roster guys. Yes, the trend is Bamba. More minutes than Wagner last game. And actually for two games in a row, better plus-minus than Wagner. Maybe that's something we look at. And maybe we take a stream on Bamba and see what happens. But don't be surprised if there is disappointment afoot and that Wagner plays 30 and Bamba plays 20. That's possible as well. Again, stuff can happen. Warriors paces. This is a back-to-back for Golden State. So we are assuming that Clay Thompson is going to be out. We assume that's the case. We don't know whether Steph and Draymond will sit the back-to-back, but we do know that Andy Wiggins will be out. For um, The Warriors do have Draymond Green listed as probable. That's for Tuesday's game. I don't know whether he's going to be available on the back-to-back. Aaron Neesmith hurt his shoulder at the end of the Pacers last game, so we'll watch that one. And then there is Daniel Tyson, Kendall Brown, who are out for Indiana. On the Warriors' side of things, if Wiggins is out and Clay is out, because normally if Clay is out, Jordan Poole starts. But Jordan Poole's already starting. So if Poole is already starting and then Clay is out, who steps in? Is it Kaminga? Or is it Dante DiVincenzo? I don't know, but I think both of those, or they could do something stupid and start Ty Jerome or Anthony Lamb. I don't know why Steve Kerr is obsessed with absolute low-ceiling, bad NBA players on two-way contracts. I don't think they're very good, those players, anyway. Um, Anthony Lamb, shit bloke. Um, I want to watch what Kaminga and DiVincenzo do. I think they've both got stream appeal for this day, both with big opportunities with two starters. One starter definitely out, and two, actually, both out. Clay and Wiggins aren't going to play. So there is value for both of those guys to step up. So we want to watch what they do. I would probably prioritize DiVincenzo, but it's really close to me between those two. They're both options. For the Pacers, I want to watch Jalen Smith because I like watching bad basketball players. Stand by your man. I realized yesterday on the recap show, I didn't really talk that much or enough about the center situation. Jalen Smith moved to the bench so Smith could start. Now, if Smith is out, maybe Smith goes back and starts. But I'm not interested in holding Jalen Smith. And what that meant is that Isaiah Jackson was taken out of the rotation entirely. We talked maybe a week or two ago that it doesn't look like Miles Turner will get traded. And even if he does, I'm not sure he's going to get this big role. So move on. That luxury stash is even gone now. And the fact that he is not even the backup center anymore is a pretty pretty clear move. Now, I think a lot of things, maybe I ignored a lot of things about Jackson. I saw a lot of good things from him last season. But last season when Turner was injured, it was Goga Badadze who started, not Isaiah Jackson. In the offseason, they tried to bring in DeAndre Ayton to replace Miles Turner, not happy with Isaiah Jackson there. At the start of the season, when Turner was out, they didn't start Jackson every game. They started Goga and they started Jalen Smith and Jackson started some games. So I think I misread those signs from the team where they just don't actually like Isaiah Jackson that much. And if a Turner trade does happen, I don't think that Isaiah Jackson's going to get those minutes anymore. That's a bad misread for me to sit in that situation. I think I used a lot of, hey, I like what Turner's doing on the court. I think he's going to be a really good player versus, hmm, do the Pacers actually agree with me on that situation? And they clearly don't. So that, you know, as I always say, it doesn't, it doesn't always matter what we think. It matters what we think and how that marries up with what the team and organization and coaches think. And I think I got that one wrong. So I think that Jackson is a drop. It's, you know, it's annoying, but that's where it's headed. I also want to watch Humpty Dumpty, Eggs Benedict Matherin, who has been bad lately. He's hitting, what, 12% of his threes, as we talked about in the buy-low, sell-high show. He gets no steals, blocks, or assists. His rebounds are bad. 
He's not hitting threes. Nothing's happening. Can he change that around? Can he become a good fantasy player? Almost definitely not. But can he improve on what he's been doing? That's what we want to see from Matherin as we move forward here. Today's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo, it's the car. It's, it's cars. We want cars because Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasional budget across the US, the UK, Canada, and in Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Get affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B, or test drive that electric car that you've been eyeing off to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Let's go to the Pearsons and the Hornets. Obviously, we know Cade is out for the season now. Huge Al. The Hornets are four-point favorites. The total is 225 and a half points. Isaiah Livers is out. Gordon Hayward is out. Cody Martin is out. And I am assuming that LaMelo Ball is out. I don't know that for sure. I don't believe that has been announced at this point. But I'm assuming that LaMelo and Dennis Smith are both out for this game. I would love to be surprised, but I'm assuming they are out here. Um, I just realized that I've got the Warriors uh, questionable guys in there. That is not obviously, obviously applicable for this one. We know that Cade is out on the Pistons side of things, but there isn't any player listed questionable for either team at this stage. So ignore that green Neesmith section. I want to watch Boyan Bogdanovich, who's hitting like every three in the world. He's like 50 plus percent from three. The usage, that can probably stick. The minutes are a little bit down, so let's see what old mate Dwayne Casey does with his lineups and you know, benching the starters continually. Let's see if Bogdanovich continues to shoot at 55%. Spoiler, he won't, but he might in this game. Let's see what his usage looks like. That's probably the more important thing. And let's watch Jaden Ivey, exactly the same as Benedict Matherin. He's sucked lately. And his minutes have been decreasing. His assist rate's decreasing despite Cade Cunningham not being there. That's really disappointing. He needs to shoot better. He needs to play better. He needs to just be a better overall basketball player. And it's going to be a long-term process. But we always want to watch, hey, what's the development here? Are the minutes going to push up? Are we going to prioritize Corey Joseph over Jaden Ivey? I don't know. If I was a coach, it's definitely what I would do. But let's see what Dwayne Casey decides to do in his coach of the uh, uh, coaching wisdom. For the Hornets, Kelly Oubre continues to play just a bucket load of minutes. A bucket load. He's playing so much. His steals are great. Efficiency waxes and wanes. But he is carrying this team a lot. I will maintain that I do not believe this will maintain all season. I will continue to say that because it is, there is just Haywood and Martin and Ball have to return. And if you've got a team with Lomelo Ball there, I'll tell you who's not your number one often, option, Cali Oubre. But he's been killing it. I've been wrong on him. I thought that Steve Clifford would hate his absolute lack of defense, but Steve Clifford loves him for some reason. Remember when Steve Clifford used to love Dwayne Bacon? Someone reminded me of that the other day, where Dwayne Bacon would play 30 minutes a night and be one of the worst players in the NBA. I'm not saying that Oubre is Cal uh, Dwayne Bacon because he's clearly better than that. But I just didn't expect the reliance on Oubre that um, Steve Clifford would have. Let's see if he continues to play huge minutes and get big usage. I think he will. I also want to watch PJ Washington Jr., who's struggled a bit lately. In a 10-team league, I don't hate moving on from PJ. In a 12-team, I, I would definitely hold, but I'd like to see some improvement. It's been pretty rough. Let's go to the next one. It's the Kings and the Warriors. No, it's not. It's the Kings and the Raptors. My mistake. The Kings are on a back-to-back. -back. There is no spread or total out for this one. Guys that are out, unfortunately, 
the Jedi, Ojin and Obi. But what about Scarabs? OG, stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. And I know that we're shitting ourselves because remember last season when he had that like thigh issue and it's like, oh yeah, he's day to day and then he was out for like three weeks, four weeks. And now he had a sore hip and now he's out at least a week. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. That's not good. We know Precious Achua is still out multiple weeks. Otto Porter's out, I think at least another month. This bloke, I won't, I won't tell him to retire because he shouldn't. He should play, but holy shit. His lower body cannot handle playing NBA basketball. It can't. Um, and, and I fear, complete aside, I fear Jimmy Butler's body might get there. It's just constant breakdowns of lower body parts. Porter's way worse, obviously. But that's that's concerning. We don't know about Darren Fox. He is... Oh, actually, no, we do know. What we do know for... Let me rephrase. We do know that Darren Fox is playing on Tuesday dealing with that foot issue. Will he play the back-to-back? -back? That's what we don't know. And I'd have to think that he's missed two games, that there is a chance that he sits this game on Wednesday if he is playing on Tuesday. So we need to watch that. Alex Len is out Tuesday, so his status is up in the air. Well, Juancho Hernan Gomez is questionable. Now, with Ananobi out, we know what we say. A starter out, then we look at Chris Boucher. So Chris Boucher is an ad for this time that Ananobi's out. On the Kings, I want to watch Keegan Murray. He's been playing much better of late. Is it coincidence that his recent two games have been without Darren Fox and he's been much better? I guess we'll find out on Tuesday, won't we? But we do want to watch how that looks. And then Malik Monk, who has also decreased. Now, is his production decreased because he works best in a partnership with Fox? That's possible as well. So we want to see how Monk and Fox go together, how Murray goes with the return of Fox, if Fox even plays. A lot of things to watch there. But the Raptors, yeah, Boucher, I think, is a really solid ad. And I think Gary Trent will probably move back into the starting lineup. Um, he'd been getting a lot of minutes. It's This is a great opportunity to sell high on Gary Trent. OG out, Achua out, Porter out forever. And it is boosting Trent's value. Um, but this is an opportunity for him to really stack up some, some bigger usage games. It's always going to hurt your field goals, but to rack up some bigger uh, usage type games. The Knicks, the Bulls. Toppin is out. Lonzo is out. The burner, Jalen Brunson. They said now that it's a foot bruise. Not an ankle sprain. Thibodeau said a foot bruise. Okay. Doesn't mean it's a bone bruise. It could be like a bruise through the skin or the muscle. It's still going to be painful. Obviously, uh, a bruise could not be structural, which is great. A bone bruise is structural because your bone is your structure. So I don't think it's a bone bruise, but we need to watch that. Now, if he is out, I imagine quickly will start and Grimes gets more value and Juice McBride gets more value. Although, they could start McBride very easily. Be, be, be ready for that. Um, for the Bulls, Desumu is questionable, while Caruso is probable. So if you did add Desumu, you go ahead and drop him. And Caruso's got a little bit of value. So for the Knicks, we want to watch quickly, who, again, I think has an opportunity for a big game. He's trending upwards. There is some stream value in him. I also want to watch Isaiah Hartenstein, because he played 26 minutes last game. Yes, Mitch Robinson fouled out. But Tom Thibodeau, with the absence of Obi Toppin, is deciding, you know, I've lost my power forward, so let's play two centers together. So the replacement is not Cam Reddish, who can play small ball for. It's another center in Jericho Sims, which is, again, Tom Thibodeau. And they're winning some games. They've won four straight. So again, I can't criticize that too much. It's just not the direction that you know, I thought we would have gone. But that means that there's more opportunity for Hartenstein. So let's see if the recent couple of games, they've been much better. 19, 18, and 26 minutes since um, Toppin's been out. If he gets 20 minutes a night, there is a chance he pushes back to 12-team value. For the Bulls, Caruso should start. Good assist and steal streamer. Fringe 12-team guy. And then Javante Green. Will they start him over Patrick Williams? Does starting mean 21 minutes or does it mean 27 minutes? He's probably just a steals type streamer with high field goal percentage, but that might be what you need. Don't rush to add him in 12-team leagues pretty obvious, obviously. 
I would have thought. Anyway, pretty obviously not to, to go and do that. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl, bowl season, basketball, and the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. College football bowls. Let's pick a random bowl. I don't know the name of this bowl, but Pittsburgh versus UCLA. The Bruins are six and a half point favorites on December 30th. There you go. You want to get that bowl action? What about Texas over Washington? That feels like, is that a holiday bowl game? I don't know. Texas is four and a half point favorites on December 29th. All of those odds are over at betonline.net, the number one spot to get all that info. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's look at the Heat and the Thunder. Miami are three point favorites in this game. The total is 227 Omer Yurtseven is out, and I thankfully have gotten in here before the Heat lists everybody as probable. So be aware that Bam and Martin and Hero and Lowry and Butler and Struess and Oladipo and Highsmith and Deadman and Robinson, they're all going to be listed probable, most likely. At this point, all I know is that Gabe Vincent's questionable. He's missed four straight with a knee problem, and Omer Yurtseven's out. For the Thunder, um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl hurt his ankle last game. He wasn't able to return, so we're going to consider... Or he's actually, now since I've uh, created this graphic, he's been ruled out. So has Kenridge Williams. So there are some opportunities there for other players. On the Heat, I want to watch Caleb Martin. Now the Heat have the Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday combo coming up. So I don't like Martin long-term as a 12-team guy, but there's good value in him here. And also watch Bam Adebayo, who has stepped it up offensively more games than not recently. He's being the number one option. Let's see if that sticks, because that's really key to where his value lies. For the Thunder, I want to watch the Bronco... Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. I'm pretty certain he's going to start with Robinson Earl out. And I'm pretty certain that Alexei Pokyshevsky is going to get a start as well. If I can find the thing. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. But him starting means jack shit. Because he might play 28, he might play 20. I think he's worth having a crack with Robinson Earl out, but I don't know, man. I also want to watch Isaiah Joe because I think he's pretty good. Is there an opportunity for him with Williams and Robinson Earl? Yeah. Can I trust the Thunder? Of course not. What are you talking about? Trust the Thunder? You're going to be insane. But he has played 19, 19, and 21 minutes the last three games, Joe. And he's getting more minutes than Trey Mann. And that's at least, at least a guy to look at in deeper leagues. Blazers, Spurs. We know that Gary Payton is out. We know Nasir Little is out in Portland. Um, and the Spurs, of course, have just dropped you know a million injuries on us again. They are the most annoying team this season, and I hope they don't get the number one pick. Jakob Pertl is out. Blake Wesley is out. And then we've got Romeo Langford, who's now doubtful with an ankle sprain. Zach Collins, who's doubtful with an ankle sprain. And Josh Richardson, who went off last game, is questionable with a hand contusion. And Bates Diop is questionable with a foot sprain. Um, so what their lineup is, is anybody's guess. Right? I think the guy we want to grab is Goldfinger Charlie Bassey. They might start Gorgie Jeng. They might start Isaiah Roby. But Bassey has been getting minutes over these guys. And yeah, I think you should have a level of faith that he will be the starter and be a really strong ad. But I've got no bloody idea. I assume that Vassal will move back in with Langford doubtful. And it's just going to be mess upon mess. For the Blazers, I want to watch Jeremy Grant. His efficiency is still sky high, but usage is dropping with Dame there. So let's see where that fits. And also watch Justice Winslow. Again, he played 30 minutes last game, but it's misleading. Right, He played basically the entire fourth quarter because Dame didn't. The game was out of hand. He played all garbage time and racked up some good numbers. That does not mean you want to add Justice Winslow. The game before that, he didn't even get to 20 minutes. 
So what's his role? It's probably 21 or 22, but we need to watch that because the last two games have been polar opposites. For the Spurs, again, Charles Bassey, I think he's going to be the guy, but it could be Jeng and it could be Roby. Nonsense happens. Also want to watch the horse, Keldon Johnson. Whose horse is that? Good counting stats, huge usage, good role, horrific percentage. That is probably, and bad defensive stats usually. That is probably going to be the, the recipe here for Kelden as we move forward. And you've got to be aware of that. And you've got to understand how to deal with that on your fantasy team. I'd like to see him probably defer a little bit more, but I'm not sure it's really in him um, to be, or he doesn't have that sort of vision, I think. But earlier in the season, his assist rate was higher than it currently is. So maybe there's some hope for that. Cavs and Mavs. Dallas one and a half point favorites. The total 213 and a half. That's a very low total. Um, Dean Wade's out, Rubio's out, Windler's out, Josh Green is out. And unfortunately, Muxy Kleber has reappeared on the injury report. He was really good last game, Muxy, but he's questionable again with a knee sprain. He played 31 minutes last game. He is getting more minutes than Christian Wood. If Kleber is out, it does help Wood. If Kleber is in, it hurts Wood quite a bit. And we want to watch that. I want to watch Don Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. Talked about him on the buy low, sell high, that all his percentages are just through the roof. Is that able to continue? Because I, I think the assist being down is real, but the shooting is crazy from him. Let's see how it sticks. also want to watch um, Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. Who last game was able to put up a good performance with Garland and Mitchell playing. Now, that hasn't been the norm for him. I don't believe that he's a 12-team league player. He shot 69% last game to get there, but we want to watch it. We want to see the usage. We want to see the role. We want to see his production. I don't really buy it as a 12-team league guy outside of points leagues, maybe. For the Mavs, Christian Wood. Again, if Kleber plays, does Wood just get minimized because he's so much worse of a defensive player than Kleber? Him hitting 30 minutes a night feels impossible at the moment, Christian Wood. He's just too bad defensively. And at times, they don't need his offensive punch. Also, watch Tim Hardaway, who has been up and down, but he's put together more good games than bad games. Now, we know what he gives. It's points and threes, right? That's what he gives. And we know with those players like Malik Beasley like a million other guys, that there's going to be hot streaks and cold streaks. And when the cold streaks come, there's nothing else. There's no rebounds, assists, or steals, or blocks, or anything like that to buoy their value. While he's playing well, and while he's getting minutes, fine. Remember, Reggie Bullock played more minutes than Tim Hardaway last game, though. So that's something to watch. I think he probably is just a back-end hole, but also, if you dropped him, it's fine. Like, he's going to be like this. He's going to be all over the place. But it is a nice little run, and he's starting, so that is a positive. Wizards Nuggets. No spread or total out for this game yet. We know Hachimura's out. We know Maga Porter's out. We know Dillon Wright is out for Washington. But there could be a few Wizards guys returning. Bradley Beal, it's past that evaluation time. So hopefully we get an update on that. Monte Morris dealing with the groin. And then we saw last game that Porzingis had to leave early. Porzingis. With back tightness. So there's a potential for those guys to all play. Now there's a potential for all of them to be out as well. On the Wizards, if they are all out, it's Jordan Goodwin we want to look at. 30-plus minutes in three straight games. Now, in those games, Beal has been out and Morris has been out for two of them. And if Beal and Morris and Porzingis play, I honestly cannot find 30 minutes for Goodwin to play. But he is a stream option if those guys remain out. We also want to watch Kyle Kuzma, who really killed us with percentages last game. But his minutes are absolutely through the roof at the moment. He's playing like 38 a night. The counting stats are great. And with Beal out, he takes on a bigger usage role. I want to see sort of what he does in terms of efficiency. But also... You know, where does he fit if Porzingis and Beal both play? For the Nuggets, it's the Porter replacements. Bruce Brown, who's been a little bit down lately. I still think he remains a 12-team league guy. And then Bones Highland, whose minutes went in the last three games from 30 to 26 to 21. 21 minutes of Bones Highland probably isn't enough. 
25 is. So the usage is through the roof. You're shooting like 45% from three, I believe. And that's all really, really good. But if that falls off and the minutes stay at 20, then he's probably not going to stick as a 12-team league guy. The last game of the day is the Wolves and the Clippers. The Clippers are six-point favorites. The total is 223.5. Towns is out. Prince is out. Norman Powell is out. Jordan McLaughlin is questionable, and I don't expect John Wall to play. This is the first of a back-to-back, and the pattern has been Wall out on the first, Kawhi out on the second. So we'll see if that is what, is, what actually continues here. For Minnesota, Jalen Noel is a good scorer, but he's very, very hit or miss in terms of minutes and production. It does help him if McLaughlin is out. McLaughlin, you know McLaughlin's rostered in like no leagues. I think he's a 16-team league guy at very worst. He's rostered nowhere. So I know he's injured, but I, I, McLaughlin, keep an eye. Um, Noel's an interesting guy. He's probably not a must-roster 12-team league guy, but there is some scoring punch there. I also want to watch Rudy Gobert, who the blocks, they're not there. I don't know if they're going to improve. It's the career low block rate for him. Um, I'd like to see something improve. His rebounds have gone up lately. His minutes are up, but I'm not sure. The blocks are a real disappointment there. For the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard was excellent last game against Boston. Can he continue that form? Is he still on a minutes restriction? Almost definitely. But that minutes restriction is like 30, 31 minutes. And that's good enough. He is pushing up. I don't think it's going to be long before he's in the top 100 per game and then not long before he's in the top 50 per game. I think it's going to happen, but we always want to watch that. And also Nico Batum, who's on a nice little hot streak. Now, I do not believe Nick Batum is a 12-team league guy, but his recent production has been great. It is helpful that Norman Powell is out, but there are still just too many other options there for me to feel any level of security in saying that Batum isn't that. I just, I can't, I can't get there with that. Back-to-backs, the two teams that have it, the Clippers and the Heat. These Both of these teams have three games in four nights coming up, so there is some streamability for guys like Reggie Jackson, uh, Marcus Morris, even Nick Batum. I'm not sure if he plays the three and four. Um, it, that is something we want to watch. The Heat, we talked about Caleb Martin, Max Strews, some little value there that's probably going to fall away. If you want to stream on Wednesday, the two Spurs guys, I think Bassey is the guy I'd prioritize, but Jen could also be an option. Uh, Quentin Grimes, throw in Emmanuel Quickly there as well. Jalen Williams in OKC, Dante DiVincenzo and John Kaminga for the Warriors. Uh, Reggie Jackson, if Wall does sit, Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Alex Caruso are some solid streams for category leagues. For deeper leagues, Bassi, Jeng, DiVincenzo, they're all available in like 90% plus of leagues. They're all good options. McConnell, Jeremy Sohan, Anthony Lamb should get some more minutes. Javante Green's available basically everywhere. And Trent Forrest also is probably going to get some increased value with the Javante Murray sidelined. For points leagues, these guys are all available in over 50% of leagues. Chris Boucher, great stream. Should add him. Kyle Anderson, Jalen McDaniels, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Charlie Bassey, Andrew Nembhard's available in over 50%. He's an ad. And Mo Wagner, although that could go sideways with Mo Bumba there. We just don't know which direction that is going to go. Let's look at the next five days, which does coincide with the rest of this week. Who are some guys who have some real value that we can add to get those chunky, low-volume games in? All of these guys have two quality games for the rest of the week. Larry Nance, must roster. Caleb Martin, really useful over the next four nights. Marcus Morris, the same thing. Walker Kessler, I think he's an ad. Grayson Allen, probably an ad, at least for those low volumes. Tory Craig, Denny Avdia, and Lil John Concha. What? All value getting the low, low volume quality games from these players over the next five nights. That is, they play two games on either Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. In terms of just some little chunk value over the next five days, these top five names, I think, are all worth adding. And even if it is a high-volume day they play, you might get something out of them. Kyle Anderson's got three games in the next five. Bruce Brown, 
Larry Nance, he has two in the next five, but he's still worth adding and, and using. Um, Charles Bassey has two games. I expect Collins is going to miss and Pirtle is going to miss. And Caleb Martin with three games. And then there's the two McDaniels, Jaden and Jalen. They have three games over the next five nights. They're probably worth having to, to get the bulk of games in and minimize ads. And then Nemhard has the three games in five nights as well. A little bit of a boost there for his value. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.